What's good, guys? Hope you all are doing well. Welcome to the Run Free Podcast. Spring is here. Uh, I'm recording this podcast outside my backyard right now. You might hear some birds chirping and the sun is out on my back. I just had to take this one outside, so I'm not in my garage. So I apologize if you're getting any background bird noises or if my dogs start going crazy on something. But uh, it just feels too good to not be outside, so I'm outside recording this. So question for you guys. Have you guys ever been frustrated in training whether it was your workout went bad whether you feel like you're plateauing whether you feel like you're getting injured all the time or in a race have you ever been frustrated that you had a certain result and it was not what you're looking for if the answer to that is yes then today's episode is for you because i'm gonna be talking about frustration and frustration either being the dream killer or the key to breakthrough so i hope today's helpful for you guys this is stuff i've been chewing on a lot on my journey and I've just learned and grown so much through. So stoked to get into this one with you guys. Before I do, just want to remind you guys, we got summer camp coming up, free, run free summer camp for all you guys who are run free athletes. If you're not run free athletes, not too late guys, sign up. I mean, guys, you look at some of these professional running camps that are out there and they're charging a couple grand just to come out for a week of uh of training so i mean you're getting that for free and you're getting coaching on top of that so i've got a, a killer deal for you guys here so remember that is july 19th athletes will be arriving and then departing july 23rd we're basing out of the running mecca flagstaff arizona here we're going to be going to the grand canyon cruising down to sedona for a day and of course checking out all the best running spots i don't know if we have time to check out all the best running spots in flagstaff but we're going to get to see some really cool stuff and more than anything just looking forward to getting some face time with our athletes we love doing online personal coaching but man when we get a chance to actually see our athletes interact with our athletes in person that is just such a treat so hopefully if you're a run free athlete and you're listening to this you can join us again remember july 19th arriving and departing on july 20th and you should have gotten email information about that if you haven't uh, shoot your coaching email we'll make sure you get that information all right guys hope today's episode is helpful for you guys thanks for joining so what got me thinking so much about frustration recently was actually just going through a little bit of period of frustration that I was experiencing myself in the weight room I kind of went through, uh, well, you guys know, like I'm super into the lifting now and I do the traditional kind of like bulking where I'm eating a ton of food, 5,000 calories a day, trying to get bigger and stronger during that period. And that period is most of the year. It's like 10 months out of the year and then two months of the year I'm cutting down so that, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of combining power lifting with bodybuilding. So I got to take, take a couple months to get away from the strength training and just try and lean out and have that be the goal. So anyways, I'm getting near the end of my bulk. And I'm always like, when I get to the end of my bowl, I'm like, I want to make my PRs go up and try and hit bigger numbers because I know once I start cutting and the calories come out, I know that those numbers, those strength numbers are going to actually go down and I'm going to get less strong. Um, So I've been like really just chomping at the bit to be in the weight room to try and hit big, hit big lifts and I went through this period um, towards like I'd say two-thirds of the way through my bulk where I was just hitting PRs like almost every single time I was in the gym and just seeing just incredible growth like more growth I've ever seen before in the weight room which was really cool and I'll uh, do a future episode on 
why I think I was experiencing that because that was kind of an interesting experiment to go through. Um, but anyways, that growth was just slowing down. I was still like hitting PRs, but have you ever experienced that like with your running where you're just seeing like just tremendous growth and you're just like, man, I'm just improving so quick. Usually this happens to, like in the front end of a buildup where you're not very fit and then all of a sudden your fitness is just like taking off as your training is going up. And then it's easy when you get towards, you start getting closer towards your goal race then to become frustrated because the results aren't coming as quickly which is normal and to be expected like as you get faster and faster those improvements get harder and harder to come by but that can result in frustration and so that's kind of what I was experiencing in the weight room where I was like I'm still like making progress but I'm just like frustrated like why am I not continuing to progress as I just was like what's the deal why are things tapering off for me and it just got me thinking about all the times I've experienced frustration throughout my career and I was beginning to as I was chewing on what frustration has been in my life as an athlete I started to realize how helpful it's actually been and how frustration has actually led to some of my biggest breakthroughs but with that said frustration has certainly derailed me at times too throughout my career so I'll give you guys some examples of that talk through that a little bit more um, but it really is like I'm so certain of this that frustration it can either be a dream killer like it can squash your dreams and cause you to give up because I know like when I'm frustrated that's usually my initial reaction I'm like not seeing growth what's going on now I'm feeling discouraged and I'm done right like it can lead to that or and I think this highly depends on how you're able to step outside of your frustration that frustration can lead you to be like okay like something isn't right here and there's tweaks there's refinements that need to be made and i'm frustrated that i'm not getting this result that i want that i'm not seeing the improvement that i want that i'm going through this injury after injury after injury or whatever it is that is causing your frustration i can look at that and be like that is just causing me to tweak and to fine-tune the machine whether it's tweaking your training or tweaking your nutrition or tweaking your sleep or tweaking supplements that you're taking whatever it might be it, it's what is the catalyst for us to change and to not just keep doing the same thing over and over again and I feel like sometimes the worst thing that can happen to an athlete is just that they're getting kind of like mediocre results for a long period of time, right? Like they're not really, they're maybe improving just a tiny bit and it's not enough to be like to get under their skin to where they're like, oh, what's, what's up? Like, why am I not improving as much as I want to? And so they, it's not enough to do that. The, the frustration component isn't there and so it doesn't cause them to change what they're doing. And I think frustration, it can be that for us. It can be that catalyst to change. Now, it's really important, and I'm going to talk about this later on here, about like you don't need to – how do you react to frustration is really important. So not necessarily a great time to make big decisions when you're highly frustrated. But if you can step back from that and observe your frustration and then make a wise – calculated change to your program change your nutrition change your training whatever it might be like that can lead to the breakthrough that you're looking for so that's why i'm so excited about today's topic so let's get into it 
and uh, I want to talk about a time when I was just feeling super frustrated and that was in 2010 I was training for the Chicago Marathon everything had been going just hunky-dory um, up until that time graduated Stanford in 2005 joined the Mammoth Track Club and it was just kind of like everything was clicking pretty well right like all my marathons had gone well I'd qualified and made my first Olympic team was running fast like everything was just kind of clicking and then 2010 happened. I was training for the Chicago Marathon. I was going to try and go after the American record at Chicago that year. I was all fired up, super stoked. And then train just started going bad. And I had no idea why it was going wrong. And you guys can probably relate to that. It's so frustrating when you can't identify what is going on. But there was certainly like a huge amount of frustration in that season that lasted um, you know, the summer all the way to the fall until I had to eventually drop out of Chicago. I didn't even end up going to the starting line because I was so fatigued, so burned up that I couldn't even make it to the start line of the race. And so is that frustration though, that was coupled with also a spiritual frustration that I had. So I had this physical frustration with my training not going well. And then I had this spiritual frustration of not seeing the growth that I wanted to see in myself from a spiritual standpoint. And you guys know, like, you know, the spiritual side of things is, is hugely important to me. And that's probably even an understatement saying that it's like everything, right? For me personally so like seeing growth in that category is so so important and i just was feeling just kind of stale like i felt like i wasn't really growing i feel like i wasn't really close to god and i was hearing all these stories of crazy things happening in africa and people experiencing god in crazy ways and god showing up and um and i was just hungry for that i wanted that and yet i didn't feel like i was able to experience that at all and I felt like I needed to position myself in a new way so that I could experience God in a new way and I needed to make myself desperate for God because that's kind of what I identified as I looked at people who were experiencing God in crazy ways is that they had this desperation right this and I think you know that is true in the spiritual it's also true in the physical you know it's like you have to like really want something you have to like go after it with everything inside of you and that's when like amazing things happen right so i had this again this kind of physical fr frustration that i was going through coupled with this spiritual frustration and it's really the the spiritual frustration that kind of run one out between those two but the two were definitely going hand in hand and so um, I started thinking through like what are ways that I can reposition myself to be desperate for God and and what also too like phys from a physical standpoint my running like what tweaks need to be made here like why am I going through this just crazy fatigue and um, and why am I not experiencing the physical breakthrough that I want to experience as well? So the frustration is what made me really start chewing deeply on things. And so out of that, you know, we, Sarah and I, we ended up leaving the Mammoth Track Club, even though we had a great relationship with Terrence and the crew up there. And, uh, and we came up here to Flagstaff, Arizona and started splitting time between Flagstaff and Redding, California. And we were basically doing Redding for sea level training, but also because Bethel Church is there. And um, we just wanted to go be around people that we wanted to become like. And we were seeing God show up in crazy ways up there at Bethel. And so we were like, well, we can train wherever we want. So why not go 
um, to a place like Reading where the people are experiencing God in crazy ways, which is exactly what I want. And uh, that, that just kind of allowed me to reposition myself in such a way where I needed God to show up. So that's when I went out of my faith-based training uh, approach where I was just asking God what he wanted me to do with training. And I could talk for a long, long time about what I learned in that season. So many huge things. I think just real quick, probably the, one of the biggest things that was a surprise for me um, was how God just surrounded me with people. You know, I thought like I'm going out on this faith-based training thing. I'm be like this monk up training in the mountains in solitude all by myself, you know, having like these like Moses on uh, on the mountain experiences with God. And that was not not at all the case. Like God just surrounded me with community and with people to help me on my journey. And I just learned like how important it is for me or for anyone, for that matter of fact, if we want to reach our potential in anything, we have to be surrounded by the right people. So I'd say that was like one of the biggest lessons. And then the other huge lesson was I found that like God is much more concerned about how I do things than what I actually do. He cares a lot more about the heart in which I'm doing a workout compared to what are the nuts and the bolts of the workout? How much rest am I taking between intervals? How many intervals am I doing? How fast? Like all that stuff is is necessary and important. But what trumps all of that is like what is going on inside of you as you're doing this workout. And uh, those were two kind of surprising things I learned through that season. But um, Again, it was that frustration that led me to make that decision to put myself in a place where I was desperate to hear God. And then um, the result of that was amazing, like experiencing so much spiritual growth in my life. And then physically, too, um, you know, going on to run 204 at Boston, my next Boston Marathon. And um, the results kind of just flowed from that. But it was that as I look back at like, okay, that was probably the biggest breakthrough I ever experienced in my career was transitioning from you know, the Mammoth Track Club to faith-based training and the results that came from that. And all of that wouldn't have happened if I didn't have that frustration in Mammoth. It was causing me to want to change, right? Um, but the frustration could have very easily in that situation also just, and, and I felt this way at times, like where I just wanted to give up. I'm like, I can't figure this out. I don't know why I'm feeling terrible in training. Like, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> and I was, guys, I've probably said this before on the podcast, but I have so many times been like, all right, I'm done running. Like it's over. Like so many times before I actually retired. Right. So I have been in that spot and I think it's okay. We need to have grace for ourselves to go through those moments where they're really rough moments and you're emotional and you're not thinking clearly. And that's why it's important to not make um, really important decisions when you're in the midst of that frustration. That is not the time to stop the journey. The time to stop the journey is when you have a clear head, when you're filled with peace and you're looking at things clearly from a from a airplane perspective where you're able to look down on on your circumstances and be like okay like i'm seeing this from above and it's all like very clear that now is the time to stop like stopping in the middle of when you're frustrated that is not not the time so that that's kind of the biggest example i can think of from my life when frustration was just so so helpful for me 
So let's get into some necessary tools and things that we have to realize if we're going to let frustration be a guide. Because I'm kind of making the point here, like frustration can be a really good guide, right? If we allow it to guide us in the right way. So to start things off, um, first, we need to realize that not every little frustration needs a course correction. And this is super important because like I was saying at the beginning of the podcast, if I course corrected every single time I was frustrated in the gym lifting or when I was running professionally, every single time I had a bad workout, that would, I'd be so scattered. I'd be all over the place. I would never be able to stick with an actual plan. And I think it's super important that when we try and experiment with our training, when we try a new training philosophy, when we move to a different coach and things are different and we're doing things differently, there has to be some stick to itness. Like there has to be like, all right, like I've had a number of bad workouts, but like I'm sticking to this plan. Like there needs to be a set period of time being like, okay, this is the program that I'm following and I'm gonna try it for three months or I'm gonna try it for six months and then I'm gonna reassess after that. And I think that's a healthy way to look at trying something new or moving in a different direction is you gotta give it time to play out. And like two weeks is not enough time. Like in my mind, if I'm gonna experiment with some type of training philosophy, whether it's running or lifting, like I gotta give it at least a couple months. So really, really important that we realize like, Okay, we're gonna have little frustrations along the way and we need to not react to those and we need to have some stick to itness with our current training plan and some trust in what we're doing so that we can stick with our plan and give it a chance to actually work. So not every little frustration is require course correction. Really, really important that we get that because we gotta be able to stick with something and give it a try. Now, that kind of brings up the question, well, when, when do I course correct then if not every little frustration causes it? And I think, kind of like I mentioned, like if you try something for three months or six months and it's not working, then it's maybe maybe that is the right time to course correct. I just feel like course corrections need to happen when you are looking at things really clearly and objectively and when you have a lot of data. And this is why it's so important to keep training logs, to track our training, because then you can look back at your workouts and you're not just looking at your very best workout or your very worst workout. You're looking at the big picture overall and you can see, okay, on average, like are things getting better, are things getting worse, or are things staying the same? And if they're not getting better, then it's a time to course correct after trying something for, I'd say three months in my opinion. All right, next thing. What kind of frustration warrants course correction is the the question I wanna pose here. So frustration that is burning deep inside for weeks, months, years, the kind of frustration that doesn't just come and go, right? Because we all go through kind of temporary frustrations where you just had a bad race and you're just like frustrated about that, right? I'd say that is like a temporary frustration. But if that frustration is going on for like months and months and it could even go into like years, like for me, like when I left Mammoth Track Club, it was a frustration that had been like the spiritual frustration had been kind of brewing for I'd say since I left Stanford. So a number of years, I graduated in 2005. So for five-ish years where I was just getting more and more spiritually unsettled, whereas like the physical frustrations were more just from that 
previous buildup, that six month buildup that was not going well and not clicking. And which is why like the, it was really the spiritual frustration that guided that decision more than the physical because the spiritual one had been kind of ongoing for years and years and years. So that kind of long-term frustration is really important that we look at that and be like, okay, is this requ requiring a course correction here? Um, next point frustration over results have been trending the same direction for a long period of time i kind of already talked about that but you know like if again we're looking at averages really important that our uh, psychologist at stanford that we worked with our sports psychologist he was always telling us like listen you're just trying to improve your average it's do not compare like your best workout ever or your pr um, to every single thing you do or else you're just gonna be frustrated a lot just because you're always comparing what your current self to your best ever self and that's just like not realistic like our bodies are not always at our optimal right as much as we'd like them to be so but if we are improving our averages if our workouts are getting a little bit better a little bit better than they have been months years ago if our races are getting a little bit faster a little bit faster on average eventually you're going to catch that flyer of a day and hit that big pr but those days they can be mysterious right so those can come and go so really important that we don't judge ourselves based off of our best ever performances guys that is like so so important um that's a big way you can avoid frustration is just by like being like, i'm just trying to improve my average here improve my average of how fast i usually do my eight mile thresholds or whatever it might be um, all right, next thing is chew on your frustration over weeks and write down possible tweaks that are needed. So again, I kind of already talked about this a little bit, but just not making the, a decision in the midst of frustration is so, so important. So taking time to chew on it over weeks, months, um, and, and writing it down, um, possible tweaks that you want to make so it's not enough to just be frustrated about something like i don't really enjoy being frustrated with my training whether it's in the weight room or the gym like that's not it's not fun to feel frustrated about how you're doing now frustration can give way to hope when we start to write down or think about and identify what we need to tweak to change what's going on with us like when i'm in the weight room and i'm frustrated with not being able to pr in the deadlift or whatever i'm doing like i'm irritated i'm frustrated and then when i start thinking about okay like this is how i'm going to tweak things this is how i'm going to tweak my nutrition this is how i'm going to tweak my training over this next cycle and then i start writing down different ideas that i'm having and that's when the the ideas come and the breakthrough happens as a result of that because i get filled with hope i'm like okay like i'm gonna change things up here and then like this this issue is not over right like this frustration i'm experiencing it is gonna change and i have hope of how it's gonna change because now i've identified things that i want to change right so really important so so helpful for myself to actually write down I have this frustration and this is what I'm gonna do about it. 
here's here's what I'm thinking and usually it's that's a brainstorming session it's me writing down like a whole bunch of different ideas that I have and then me kind of chewing on those ideas sorting through those ideas and then figuring out like okay what is probably going to elicit the most the highest chance of getting the results that I want right and this is a great time too to dialogue with other people other coaches other athletes um, do do research online um, there's so much information out there that when you're frustrated that's a great time to like go see go check out someone who's um, gotten the breakthrough that you want to get and see how they train see how they do things get ideas from them like great time to learn from other people and include other people in the process other athletes just like Go grab a cup of coffee with someone who's had a big breakthrough or your buddy and be like, hey, this is like the frustration I'm experiencing. I feel like I need to make some tweaks. Like here's the big picture. Here's what's going on with my nutrition, my sleep, with my training, with my lifting. What do you think? Like what kind of tweaks do you think I need to make here? Great, great time to, to involve other people in the process. Um, next one is uh again so important that with frustration it's much easier to have it be a good guide when we can observe it from the outside like i i had this thought um that i've been thinking about a lot recently is uh just trying to lead off more of my thoughts and reactions to things with isn't that interesting like i just feel like that little phrase isn't that interesting it puts you it puts you into an observation perspective where this is this thing that you're happening um you just had a bad workout instead of being like man i suck what's wrong with me like what's going on like that like even just like saying that example and saying those few things right there i'm already like feeling down on myself i'm already like frustrated and it feels like it's deep down inside of me like that frustration is me like that is who i am right compared to isn't that interesting i just tanked that workout that puts me into this like this like hmm mindset where you're just like, that is interesting. Like, why might that be? Like, what did I have for lunch before that workout? How much sleep did I get last night, right? And it just like p takes that frustration and puts it on a table right in front of you where you're just like looking at this thing. You're just interested and you're just like, what's going on with this? This is fascinating to me. And all of a sudden that frustration, it's not inside of you. It's, it's out in front of you. And that's such a huge helpful thing for me anyways to have frustration be helpful guide in that situation it's like this frustration it's actually like it's trying to show me something here it's trying to show me like i need to make some adjustments some tweaks something's a little bit off with the system here and this frustration is what is causing me to really be intensely interested in what is going on with my system with my training with my sleep with my nutrition with my weights with all the stuff right it's guys do not just look at one variable like if if you are sure like man it's just my training is off that's it it's just my train like you gotta look at your sleep your nutrition and if for anything else you just look at those areas and be like no okay like those are good like that is not not the factor but you need to look into it because it might be what's going on i mean your iron levels might just be tanked and so of course it doesn't matter what kind of training you do in that situation how much sleep you're getting um like it, your training is not going to work if your iron levels are just 
on the ground, right? So really, really important that you look at, at your frustration holistically and just be like, okay, it could be the training, but it could also be the sleep or the weights that I'm doing and my legs are just pounded into the ground because I'm lifting super heavy right now and super hard and that that could be it alone, right? So really important we take a holistic approach to looking at our frustration. All right, so once you choose to course correct, due to your frustrations, um, what does that process look like? So starting off, observe your results over a period of time. Again, I've already talked about this, so I'm not gonna go into it super deep, but um, once you make that course correction, you're like, okay, these are the things I'm gonna try. And I would encourage you to just try one thing at a time. Oftentimes for myself, when I'm course correcting, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna switch up my train, I'm gonna switch up like what I'm eating before my thing. But if you tweak too many variables when it comes to running, you don't know what worked or not. You don't know like, okay, well, was it your your nutrition or was it the training? Because you tweak both of them. So now you're just, you're like, yeah, like it's great that you got through this, but then for future reference, like you don't know what was going on with you. You don't know if it was your nutrition or your sleep because you changed both of them. So I really encourage you like change one variable, see if that helps over a period of time. So like say, for example, if I'm in a, in a, bad spot with with uh, my training and things are not clicking well I might just sleep I might just tweak how often I'm hitting that muscle group or in the running space maybe I change I start taking one more easy day between workouts and do that for a month and see okay like I've been inserting more rest between my workouts is that helping if no then go to the next thing again so you've written down like different things you want to tweak right and so I'd say go with the one that you think your intuition is telling you like this is probably going to be the most helpful thing I can do here go with that one if it doesn't work just go down your list but having it prioritized as like okay I think this is gonna be the most helpful thing and then this I'm gonna try this next and then this next and then this next but don't just like try all the things because then you've you haven't learned and it's really important that our frustration teaches us what is going on and what we needed to tweak so that we're aware of that for future times when we might be going through a similar issue or maybe even the same exact issue all right uh, next one don't expect to your first core course correction to solve the problem it might take dozens of course corrections so just having the expectation of like okay this is gonna be a process like I'm in a hole here things are not going as well as I want them to go I'm okay with the fact that like I might have to try out a whole bunch of things until I figure out how to get myself back on course so just having that expectation because it's so easy if our expectations aren't right and we're just like all right I'm a course correct and then everything's gonna be good, right? I'm gonna just tweak one thing and then all my problems are gonna go away. Like that, hopefully that's the case. I really hope that like the first thing you try works, but this is often not the case. It usually takes a number of tweaks to make things work. So just be aware of that from the onset so that you're not disappointed if you make that first tweak and it doesn't work. Um, next one is uh, build off the principle of sages that have come before you. So when we do course corrections, I like thinking outside the box, right? But I only like thinking outside the box in the sense that I'm taking a principle that I've learned from a quote-unquote sage of the sport, a principle that has been proven, tried and true. And I might be expanding on that principle. I might be implementing it slightly differently, and thus it might be outside the box, quote-unquote. 
but really like this is something that I have learned from someone who's come before me that is much wiser than me that has taught me a principle that has been helpful not just for their athletes but for the broader running community right so um you know i look at like who are sages in our sport i I think about guys like jack daniels um uh renato canova i think about some of like uh i'm blanking on his name right now (laughs) there's so many like sages in our sport i'm ashamed that i can only think of two right now but um i think about the stuff that i've learned from those guys coach joe v hill why did I not think coach V has been, he's such a sage, right? So we have these people that come before us. They've taught us these overarching principles that we are supposed to take those principles further. But I think sometimes like I have this thing of like, Oh, I'm just going to be outside the box. And it's almost like there's this like pride in me where it's like, I'm outside the box, you know, and I'm doing stuff differently just so that I can say I'm doing stuff differently, just so I can be unique and special and different and edgy. When really like what I found to work the best for me is when I do implement the things that I've learned from the sages that have come before me, those principles. And I might have expanded on it, I might be applying it slightly differently, but it's pretty much like the same principles I've been learning, just implemented in new ways. All right, last thing, guys, that is the last thing. So I hope this has been helpful for you guys. I think, you know, as I think about like what is like the biggest takeaway from thinking about our frustrations is in a lot of the podcasts is about this is just like reframing how we see things. Like I've just been so frustrated with the fact that I get frustrated, right? Like I'm frustrated with my frustrations. I'm frustrated by the fact that I get frustrated and learning that, hey, hold on a second, like frustration is actually a really good, helpful thing. And it's actually led to some of the biggest breakthroughs that I've ever had was simply from me using frustration as a catalyst to course correct, to make little changes, little tweaks, or sometimes um, big changes, big tweaks, like when I left my own track club. But we're just realizing that, hey, like next time I'm feeling frustration, whether it's after a workout or after a race or for whatever reason, realizing can I put that frustration, can I go in observation mode with my frustration and you know lead with isn't that interesting? Look at that that way um, and put that out in front of me and learn from it as a guide and see it as a good thing because that's when it's going to be the most helpful. All right, guys. I hope that's been helpful. Um, looking forward to future episodes. I think what I'm going to do on the next one, guys, is a little Q&A. And then uh, I got a, an interview with Coach Jared, one of our run-free coaches coming up, coming down the pipeline. So um, some good stuff coming your guys' way. Hope your guys' training's going well. And uh, look forward to having you guys back for the next episode. All right, guys, happy training.